Jack back with you. Sports Auto continues the Monday afternoon edition, 1061 ESPN. Of course, we do a lot of Monday afternoon quarterbacking on Mondays, especially during the college and NFL football season, and we'll do some of that as we move along in this segment and throughout the rest of the show as well. All right, let's talk some commanders, as promised in the first segment, kind of held off at the open of the show because I know Scott Allen was coming up with us from the Washington Post here in the second segment of the program. Scott, good afternoon. Thanks for spending some time with us. Yeah, absolutely. So Ron Rivera, as he has done with Crossroads games before in advance, has said, you know, this will be a litmus test game for us. He has done this before, and his team has not fared well. It happened again yesterday with the 37-3 loss to Buffalo. So let me start by going forward before we go back. With that as kind of the backdrop, what does this mean for the Washington football team now? I think big picture, you know, looking at the schedule at the start of the year, if you would have said that Washington would be 2-1 and one heading into a Week 4 game at Philadelphia, I think you'd take that. I think that's kind of the best-case scenario, given that they were going to Denver. Um, the Broncos obviously don't look so good right now, but then the Bills' loss at home, I think that's something that a lot of people expected going in. So 2-1, and one, um, if you're just looking at the record, I think you're, you're feeling okay. But... Obviously, the way things unraveled on Sunday, the way Sam Howe looked against the Bills, it, it, it colors it a little bit. Um, <laughs> you, you can't feel good so much going into Philadelphia, but, but they're in a decent spot. Everything's in front of them. Um, after the Eagles, the schedule gets a little bit easier, obviously, with the, with the Bears coming to town for a Thursday night. So, Scott, this game is relatively competitive at the end of three quarters. Yeah. It's still 16 to nothing. <laughs> but having said that, how concerned are you and people offensively that that was still a goose egg on the board, even though it unraveled defensively in the fourth quarter? Yeah, it, it was crazy to look up after – I mean, the defense played okay, as you kind of alluded to. 16 points through three quarters against the Bills is is, is pretty darn good, and they get a big fourth down stop um, on fourth and one in, in Washington territory when Deron Payne knocks that ball down. They get the ball back, and then, of course, Antonio Gibson fumbles it right away on the next snap. Um, but even at 16 nothing, given the way that the offensive played, they had that one drive where they turned the ball over on downs on the two you didn't get the sense that Washington was going to manage to get two scores and a pair of two-point conversions and pull off a comeback anything close to like they did against Denver last week. I think it's a huge concern. I mean, Sam Howell coming off his best game as a pro played by far his worst. I mean, one of the worst games by a starter here in Washington in years. Um, and it was a lot of the same issues that I think people expected or worried about coming into the year in terms of protection from the offensive line, but, but a lot of those sacks, nine, nine total in the game were not on the O line. I mean, Sam Howell, he's, he's shown a propensity for, for holding onto the ball a little bit too long. And then he kind of compounded that mistake yesterday by, by locking onto his first read and, and trying to force some throws that he shouldn't have. And, and that resulted in the four picks. So it's kind of back to the drawing board with this big game against the Eagles coming up for, for Eric Bieniemy and the offense. 
So, Scott, I feel like everybody kind of said the right thing about that after the game, Rivera, Biennemi, others, mm-hmm. that, hey, we knew we were going to have to live with a young quarterback, and we knew our shortcomings at offensive line, and we're going we're gonna to kind of plow forward. Do you think inside the facility those are the same comments being made, or to your point just a moment ago, there is some talk of some major tweaking going on offensively? I think any all of the tweaking is, I mean, based on what Ron Rivera said today, someone asked him, you know, based on just chatter on, on sports radio and elsewhere, maybe on social media from fans, like, do after a performance like that, do you give any thought to, you know, going to Jacoby Brissett or at least is, is the leash getting tighter on, on Sam Howell? And, and Rivera, he didn't even really answer the question, but he made his, his point very clear. He said, you know, Sam Howell's 3-1 and one is our – as our starter, um, implying that they have no intent of, of making a quarterback change anytime soon. And I think that's the right move. I think, you know, internally they've been vague about, you know, we got to look at the tape and, you know, how do we resolve the nine sacks and the pass rush issues in terms of what they do. Um, but I think internally they have to be talking about, you know, <laughs> they've got all sorts of options. You can keep another guy back and, and to protect, um, you can. They got the screen screen game going against the Broncos, but they haven't involved too many wide receivers in that short, quick passing game so far. Um, and then another option um, that I think a lot of people have been calling for is maybe you try to get Brian Robinson, Brian Robinson Jr. involved a little bit earlier. Um, only five carries in the first half. We've seen in in all three weeks he's he's really come on in the second half. But there's been this huge uh, imbalance between the pass and the run. Um, so far. Hey, Scott, what do you make defensively then, and particularly come the fourth quarter when obviously the defense was worn down at that yeah. point? But 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 how concerning, giving up 21 points in the fourth quarter is, you know, is this a team that's running out of gas already? Yeah, the, the offense put them in some yeah. really, really bad mm-hmm. spots uh, mm-hmm. with, with the short fields, not able to – to sustain drives. Um, I think the most concerning thing for the defense, and it's something that they had really excelled at, um, really dating back to last season, was was an inability to get off the field uh, against the Bills. I mean, third down on both sides of the ball was an issue on Sunday. The offense was, was one for nine, but the defense allowed nine third down conversions. Um, I mentioned this in the piece I wrote this morning, but the, the CBS play-by-play guy had mentioned that the commanders had gone nine straight games um, without allowing more than four third down conversions. And the Bills had that. They had five midway through uh, the second quarter. Now, a lot of that is Josh Allen, and Washington is not going to see a lot of quarterbacks who can do the things that Josh Allen can do um, the rest of the season. Um, but just his, his ability to get out of the pocket, that first drive even, a ridiculous throw with, with Montez Sweat on his heel to Stephon Diggs for a first down and a 14-yard scramble for a first down. It, it was tough to watch. And then I think another big key to that game, on the one drive when Washington was knocking on the door and, and turned the ball over on downs, you know, that's where you expect the defense to, to make a stop and you know, get the ball back, pin Buffalo deep, um, and give the ball back to Sam Howell and company in great field position. And instead, the Bills converted three third downs and – and took 10 minutes off the clock with a 15-play field goal drive. 
Hey, the uh, column that Scott was referring to, folks, uh, is available for you to read, and it's great. Do it every Monday morning, WashingtonPost.com slash sports, and he does his hail and fail, the good and the bad for the commanders. I appreciate you, it. Yeah, but, but Scott, you got to look uh, far and wide to find your hail uh, this week. <laughs> yes. And obviously the, the field goal, you know, and you can debate whether they ever should have kicked that field goal. I guess it I guess it helped Cameron Cheeseman's confidence, if nothing else, because he had a good snap. And then your only other hail. Right. And a spoiler alert, I want people to go to the website, obviously, and read it, is that maybe Arizona isn't as bad as we thought they were. That's a real silver lining you got going there, Scott. <laughs> some days, you know, some games are tougher than others to find hails. And, you know, some days it's tough to find fails. Um, but this one, yeah, it was it was kind of a reach with the points and the, and the Cardinals win. And then I had to dip into, you know, giving credits to Bills and, you know, <laughs> Hometown hero Stefan Diggs for the other two hails yesterday. <laughs> well, I guess if you're watching it, it, it could have been worse, right? You could have been Denver or you could have been Jacksonville. Um, that's right. You, know, you could have been the Chicago Bears. I, I guess that's yeah, uh, small consolation. It's, it's huh? something, right? And, and, it, and without that field goal that you mentioned, um, and this is in the piece too, I thought it was insane that, you know, if they had lost 37 to nothing, you're looking at the worst for the – the most lopsided home loss in 75 years, going back to a 45 nothing defeat uh, by the Eagles in 1948, which, which would have been crazy. What do you think this does to the vibe that had been created through the first couple of weeks and through preseason and training camp and the new ownership and, and all of that? What do you think that does to the vibe of, you know, hopefully the rebuilding of the fan base? Yeah, I mean, it's certainly a hit to it. It knocks it down maybe a level or two, but, you know, this place, <laughs> the, the the city, the vibe would have been just off the charts if they had managed to beat Buffalo. And I think, you know, Ron Rivera referred to it as a measuring stick game, and I think it was, you know, they proved that, you know, they're a few inches, if not a few feet shy of being mentioned in the same category as the Bills. And it was humbling. I think it was a, a reality check. And, you know, overall, I think fans should still feel pretty good about this team. I mean, one of the main goals of the season, I think, is to figure out whether you have a quarterback in Sam Howell. And, and I don't think that you can decide that off of four games. And, and certainly it's too early, I think, to to even consider making a move at quarterback. So, yeah, the vibe took a, took a major hit. Uh, Sunday, but in terms of measuring stick games, you got another one coming up against the Eagles, and you just look back to last year when when Washington somehow managed to hand the Eagles their first loss of the season on Monday Night Football. So they've shown an ability under Ron Rivera to to bounce back and and play up to their competition. Uh, They didn't do that yesterday, but uh, another chance in Philadelphia in a week. Well, we'll see what their bounce-back ability is like, and they will catch the Eagles on a little bit of a short week because Philly is playing tonight. And I don't think Ron Rivera is going to be calling games litmus tests or measuring no. sticks. He should anytime. probably retire that. Yeah, pro- for the time being, put that one on the back, on the back shelf. You and I can say things like that, but sure. I don't I think as the head coach he's going to do that. Great, great stuff as always, uh, Scott. Great stories as well in the Washington Post. Always appreciate you joining us and doing some Monday afternoon quarterbacking with us and Look forward to doing it again real soon. Sounds good, Bob. Thanks so much. Thanks, Scott. Scott Allen from the Washington Post. Yeah, if you get a chance, uh, go online and take a look at that. You know, they've got their um, 
you know, takeaways from the game, four takeaways from the game, and I do enjoy his hail or fail column each week. And, again, uh, I'm not so sure when he thought that one up if he thought it would be that difficult to find the hail for uh, the Washington Commanders, even in the bad times. I mean, this was was about as as bad as it kind of gets. There was way more fail than there was hail, and as Scott pointed out, most of the hail was directed at the Buffalo Bills, not the Washington Commanders. All right, bottom of the hour. So that's one team that had a bad game in our area that we can put away. Since it's a Monday, and it's kind of a dreary Monday out there at the moment, actually, as well, we'll take a break and we'll come back and get into the dreariness that is the Virginia Cavaliers and the Virginia Tech Hokies right now, both of whom came away with disappointing losses over the weekend as well. Eventually, we'll get to the positive stuff, If you would like to steer me in that direction, by all means, 804-327-0888, 327-0888, get you on the air with us. It's also our text line. It's also our contest giveaway line. And we do have tickets to Richmond Spiders football this week. That's a little bit more on the positive side after their gutty, gritty win at Stony Brook on a wet and windy Saturday afternoon up there on Long Island. We have tickets to their home game this Saturday against Hampton at Robbins Stadium. Two o'clock, we'll give them away a little bit later and during the course of the week as well. All right, break at the bottom of the hour. Come back on the other side. We'll go to the college game, Virginia and Virginia Tech. Coming up when we come back, Sports Huddle, 106.1 ESPN.